Box Officer Podcast with Mel McKay and Derek Zemrak. Well, happy Friday, Derek. How's it going? It's going great. God, it's been a hot week, but you know what? It's supposed to cool down, right? Yes, (laughs) I know. For you, I guess. I mean, (laughs) in the 80s, I'm fine with. Once we get like 90 and above, then, you know, my fair skin starts to like scream (laughs) and all I want is to be under a giant fan or in a movie theater that's always nice and cold. That's right. That's right. So what's opening for us this weekend, Derek? Well, obviously things are going to get a little lost, whatever is released, and that would be Haunted Mansion. And, uh, you know, you still got Barbie, you got Oppenheimer, which we'll talk about in the podcast. Now, obviously, Haunted Mansion is from Disney. (laughs) Uh, It's based on uh, Disney's attempt once again to make a movie based on one of their rides at the amusement park, actually in L.A., and also the one in Florida, and that's the Haunted Mansion. They made an attempt in 2003 starring Eddie Murphy, which was a complete bomb. Oh, I forgot! But Disney doesn't give up. They're trying again. Now, this is not a remake. It's a reboot of the concept. Um, An outstanding cast. Owen Wilson, Tiffany Haddish, Danny DeVito, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jared Leto. I mean, fantastic, right? Yeah. But it all comes back to the script, okay? Now, this is no Pirates of the Caribbean. There's not going to be 11 or 12 or whatever is made of those. Uh, This is something that, yeah, no, this is just not a great movie. And... It's almost like I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm going, hmm, this would be okay, I guess, on Disney Plus original. <laughs> you know, good cast. Uh, Disney saving money on having them on streaming. They don't have to pay those residuals that the strike is all about. So it's like, yeah, it's got oh. some clever things. It's about a single mom who hires a tour guide, a psychic, a priest, and a historian to help uh, give an exorcism of her haunted mansion when she takes over in person purchases the property, yeah, it just doesn't play well. Aww. It just doesn't work. The only thing I do think, I think younger kids, it's rated PG-13, but maybe it doesn't really have to be PG-13, but it has a few good messages in there about social anxiety. The the lead character has social anxiety. That's why he's dealing with all this stuff, and he's dealing with death. And so it's got a good good messages for the young kids. There were some funny moments, obviously, when you have this type of cast. There's going to be some funny things in here, but it just doesn't play you're just going why 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 Ooh, yeah this should have been on uh, you know Disney Plus Disney Plus that's all I kept going through my mind yeah it's not it's not even doing very well on Rotten Tomatoes it's a 45 percent yeah truthfully I have to give this two slates out of five and the only reason I'm giving it two is because they assembled a good cast but (laughs) other than that I'm sorry, but I could tell it was going to suck. I know. And it's like, I, you know, I went in with low expectations, as I did with Barbie. Uh, but this <laughs> one, it's, this one I, hit, I hit the mark that, you know, yeah, this is going to be low expectation. And it stayed as a low expectation. So, How long is the film? Is it long, too? Or did they at least make it short? No, it's actually not that long. It's, it's probably a little over an hour and a half at the most, okay. I would say. That's probably the best part of the movie is the length of time. They don't try to stretch it. <laughs> You know, they still fit it right in there for that streaming, and they'll make more money on streaming because it's going to get lost this weekend. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially after the massive weekend with Barbie and Oppenheimer, which we're going to talk about some of those results and a couple, maybe one of those historical inaccuracies on the podcast. I love those. 
So, Derek, Barbie broke tons of records. I remember saying on the podcast, is it going to dethrone Mission Impossible? Well, don't I look like a fool? <laughs> it destroyed it. it destroyed! destroyed. It. <laughs> like I said on the podcast, I said, you know, going in, I, you know, I didn't expect much from this movie. And I either said it was going to be a complete bomb, you know, like uh, Haunted Mansion that we've talked about on mm-hmm. here. And, um, or it's going to be a cult thing. It became a cult thing. And people... <laughs> went crazy to go to see this movie. I mean, $150 million, well, 155 actually wow. now, <laughs> you know, last weekend, and it was everything that they, Warner Brothers was hoping for. And yeah. movie, the highest grossing movie for a female director, Greta Gerwig yes. out of Sacramento, and we praised her last week that, you know, she did it right, the script is solid. But I was amazed at seeing the number of people going dressed in pink and all this stuff already made all of its money back. Wow. It's what marketing movie studios should be doing for their films. Mm -hmm. And they put all all their dolls in the tray and, (laughs) you know, they came out, I guess, with something that actually does work. Well, they're already talking about a sequel, which I can imagine if it made more than its money back on the first weekend. Of course, Hollywood and movie theaters are happy, you know, to have another sequel. I like Greta. I'm always grateful when a female does fantastic, especially a hometown girl like Greta. And, you know, I've heard nothing but fantastic things from everybody who's seen it. I haven't heard one person say it sucked. That says a lot. Let's dive into Oppenheimer, shall we? Sure. Now, Oppenheimer was, you know, they called it Barbie Hammer. Barbie Hammer! It's a great film. I mean, it takes place during the hearings with flashbacks of obviously, you know, Oppenheimer, who created the atomic bomb and dealt with him, what he was going through, what his staff was going through, and then what, how he dealt with things later in life. And I mean, obviously, you know, he felt like he was a murderer because, yeah. you know, killed, you know, people. Very different contrast. Okay, movie, you got Barbie, you got a <laughs> historical piece, you know? Let's put it together and be, do a double feature. Sure, <laughs> why not? <laughs> and be in the theater for over five hours to keep you cool, you know? Oh. You're going to pay for it? Go, you know? Um, obviously, this wasn't going to get the, the, the draw that Barbie did, but it did $80 million at the box office, which nowadays, that's great, you know? Yeah. I mean, if the film hits $100 million, that's a rarity at, the, at this point, you know? And I think people did go to see it and enjoyed it, and everybody that I talked to that had left the movie theater had said, oh my God, that was that was great. Now, I'm a little surprised that, you know, Chris Nolan, who's the director, you know, obviously he, he's after the Oscar. This is an Oscar film. It yes. was like, you know, you're watching us and say, okay, this is Oscar. All right, yeah. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. He, why did he release it so early? Yeah. You know, usually it's later in the years. I think they really thought, okay, we'll put it out there. You know, it'll get some attention and then re-release it. I think they still probably re-release it later, but I didn't think they, they thought it was going to do, you know, 80 to $100 million in the first weekend, but people did come out and it was very too different audiences. Obviously, you have people who are more in the historical side of it, maybe an older audience, and then you had the Barbie flood of people, and it broke the box office uh, record since the pandemic of over $300 million at a weekend. I mean, we were swamped at the theaters. It's definitely you know worth it. going to get a lot of nominations, and like I mentioned before, Barbie will get some nominations for set design and uh, costume design, but I think Oppenheimer is a you know an Oscar-style movie, and you're going to hear that name a lot. 
yeah. when uh, the nominations come out. But there is problems with it, Mel. You want to talk right. about Right. Have you assigned it slates? I actually give it four slates out of five. The only thing that I that I would say I wouldn't give it uh, would be the length of the movie, although most people said I didn't feel like I was in there for three hours, over three hours and two minutes to be exact. But I think people felt like you were so drawn in and felt for this guy yeah. what he was going through and what the world was going through that, that time 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 flies and you're like going, wow i was in there for three hours but yeah wow. one thing is great one thing is not great there's too many stars on the flag yeah. when oppenheimer happened we only had 48 states but there are 50 stars on the flag i'm not sure i would have noticed it but somebody uh, did and yeah. then I, 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 th- I didn't have enough time to sit there and count them yeah exactly <laughs> i was like how could you count all those that seems kind of crazy to catch that but somebody did but i think what deserves more recognition yeah films make mistakes but the thing that i think was more incredible is the fact that the bomb was done without cgi how the hell do they do that derek (laughs) i I don't know the movie magic but it's like and the tension like when that and he he does it so well it's like you hear the bomb several times before you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. like and you're just like the roar now chris nolan loves noise you know <laughs> the only thing is, every Chris Nolan movie, someone comes out of the theater and says, I, I can't hear the dialogue. It sounds muffled. And I'm like, well, man, welcome to Chris Nolan film. Well, this time people came out too and said, Can you turn it up a little bit? If I turn it up, it's going to blow this place apart. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he likes, you know. Chris Nolan says that you go into one of his movies, you need to sit in the first five rows in the center of a movie theater. That's where you're going to hit the, the main dialogue. Other than that, it will be muffled. That's the way it is, people. Okay, so. if that's the way Chris wants it, it is yeah. his movie. Uh, but, but I think this time with the, I mean, it, you know, I didn't think it was as bad as you know some people, you know, said. But I do think that. It gave the attention to the dialogue to pull you in even more. You know how you, you know, it doesn't do any good, but you kind of lean in a little yeah. bit, like, <laughs> and you, you feel like you're part of the movie. You're like sitting there going, "What is, what is happening here?" So I think this time, I think it does work. You know, worked better here than it did in, you know, in some of the other movies where it's like, okay, well, we don't really need to hear the, the right sound effects in the background. I don't want to hear what the person's saying. So, but, yeah, I think it worked. I think it worked. So. Good. Good. All right. So yeah. four slates for Oppenheimer, which is huge. And before we know it, you'll probably be reviewing Barbie too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, my friend. Have a great Thank weekend. You. Stream the box officer now at KKIQ.com and Apple and Google Podcasts.